0: What's well, it's a great win. Uh, BYU is an excellent team. They're an excellent program. Um, they're number 14 in the country for a reason, right, coming into this thing undefeated. And not only undefeated, but the way they've handled their business. Um, you know, obviously they beat Arizona State, beat North Carolina State, beat San Diego State, and uh, and then just manhandled everybody else. So um, so it's a great win for us. We had a lot of guys step up. thought we just played a really uh, complete game. Obviously had a few... You know, there's never a doubt down that stretch. But, um, you know, we just – we really executed on offense in that first half, right, getting – what we have, 45 points uh, in the first half and just kind of were pinging the ball all over, Uh, had a little bit of everything, made some threes, Gabe got us going early. Um, To kind of stretch them out, and then we started pounding them inside. Um, The second half, there was just a stretch. I think we had 13 points the first 13 minutes, and it just put a lot of strain on our defense, and they did a good job. They they were much more aggressive. Um, They kind of switched their style a little bit. Um, The way they play, I thought the way we defend them really – uh, bothered them and they just started doing a lot more ball screen stuff, which isn't what they've been doing. And they were stubborn with the ball and made some big time plays. And we had an issue getting the the defensive boards. They coming into tonight, they were getting 42% of their missed shots, an elite number, and it really showed the first eight minutes of the second half. Uh, big time shot late by Gabe. Caba um, obviously missed the one, got his tip in, and then the play that's not going to show up a lot when you know we cut it to two. We had that in turnover that led to a three by. Um, uh, Richie Saunders uh, but late we switched one through five and heck of a job by Kaba on that switch to Down Hall when Down was going hard right hand drive and obviously just kind of went off his knee so that was huge and Raleigh was able to seal the deal but you know uh, I just want to thank our fans you know tonight um, you know it's the first sellout crowd since uh, 2017 and and so many people impact winning the play this basketball is a player's game I've always said that like as coaches you got to do the best job you can obviously to put guys in a position to succeed and put them in a position of of strength and connectivity and build your team a certain way obviously administration impacts winning your coaching staff impacts winning but fans impact winning in an elite way and And you could feel our energy or their energy all night long and just willed us during some tough times there in that second half. And so I can't thank our fans enough for coming out and showing up and showing out um, the way that we did. And we want to get this Huntsman magic back because this place is an elite home court when we have it packed like that. And I've never felt that. It's my first time experiencing it like this. We had a great crowd when we beat Arizona last year, number four in the country, but it wasn't like that. And so I can't thank the people and our fans, uh, fan base for coming out and supporting these guys. This is a great group. It's a great group of young men with great character, off the floor and on the floor. If you have any other questions from here, I'll answer them. <laughs> <laughs> so look, looking at the defense in the second half, you had an eight-minute stretch there where you scored a single point. You know, state straight shots, but BYU could not capitalize. Yes. the closest they got in that stretch was like six points. So uh, two things, you know. The last thing I, I didn't mention in this opening statement, you know, Chris Burgess had the scout for tonight, and and he did a great job. And obviously, he's been a part of this on two different sides, right? As a player and as a coach now, and coaching with BYU and coaching here, and he did a great job with our game plan uh, and putting our defensive stuff together, and. Um, uh, him, Matt Lopez, um, Justin Johnson, but Berger was really, really good tonight. And um, but our defense was great. Our guys had a great look to them. You know, when, when it's this early in the year, right? We're we're um, seven and two, so we're nine games in. You know, you go play three games in four days in Charleston, great tournament. I mean, at the end of the year, those three teams that we played could all be quad one games. Wake Forest is going to end up being a very good win for us. Um, and then you go on the road to St. Mary's. And when we played at St. Mary's, I thought we really grew up. Like between the St. John's game to that game. And we were battle tested. I mean, at the end of the day, this might be our fifth quad one game already it's by the end of the year. It, there's a very real chance that that could be the case. So our guys have been tested now. Like we've been through the ringer. And, um, and we're starting to figure out that end of the floor. I think we're a very good offensive team, although we didn't show up for that one stretch. Um, they got going early in the second half a little bit, and it was all offensive rebounds. They were missing a lot of shots, but we weren't getting the rebounds. And when you have a team that shoots as many threes as them, long shots equal long rebounds. So we have a phrase in our program, we cannot be zombie rebounding. In a zombie, right, You shot goes up and you just run in there like a zombie. Like, and you're not making hits, you're not understanding a long shot, it goes long, rebound. We were very good in the first half of that, but we weren't early in the second half. And then we tightened that up. And then we were able to kind of, you know, stretch it out again a little bit. But they kept coming, you know, coming into that, uh, we called the timeout, obviously, uh, what, are the, what was it, five or three? And then I think at the media, it was three. And we just said, God, this is what it's about. Like, this is what this is what NCAA tournament basketball is about. This is what conference championship basketball is about. And this is what BYU and Utah rivalry games. We made our run. They responded. They made their run. We responded. And you just got to keep where your feet are. You can't, you know, when you turn it over or you miss a layup, you can't worry about that. It's done it to be where your feet are and make the next play. And I thought our guys did a really, really good job with that tonight. Hey, we've obviously talked about Kava a ton, but down the stretch it seemed like he was a big difference maker for you. I mean, how do you, how do you kind of put into perspective what he's done, especially trusting him late in those situations? You know, um, man, that guy's come a long way. You know, people will forget we didn't have him against Houston and we didn't have him against St. John's. Right, the two most athletic team by by far and away. I mean, Houston might be the most athletic team in the country, uh, and St. John's is not far behind. And so, not having him, I don't know. I haven't sat down and talked to him about it, but he's just been different since that. Since he's missed that time, he missed about a week, and he's just had this different vibe to him. Um, not that it was bad before, but he just. I mean, we all see it. He's just taken a. I mean, a big jump forward. Um, the way he carries himself. The way, he, the way he, his body language is, his communication has been so good. And obviously, the skill level you can see has really improved. But that doesn't happen, you know, in that 10-day strand. That was hard work over the summertime and in the fall and in the, or in the spring and in the fall. And so, you know, like I said, the, even just the last play of the game, to be able to go out there and trust him and say, hey, we're switching one through five here. Because we hadn't really done that all game, except we call it veers but I won't get into all that. Um, so so to be able to do that on Dallin Hall, which that guy's made a lot of big-time plays through at high school, and obviously last year as a freshman, made a lot of big plays. So for Cabo to be able to switch that, be physical on the drive, and stay in front and cut him off, uh, that was a huge play. But you just see the dimension he brings where he can just I mean, he just goes and gets the ball, right? And even his closeouts on those shooters um, to be able to block him and uh, I'm just proud of his progress, and, and he's only touching the – he's kind of scratching where he's going to be. Did Chris just, just ask you for the scout today, or did you go go to no, him? He, he had it last year as well, and we had a good talk about it. You know, this year, when we, we at the beginning of the every year, we – I mean, we talk it over, but I assign them. Who, this guy's got this, this guy right, and go through it. And, and we kind of have our own process, how we go about it, but we always have a lead scout guy. Um, and um, – we had a good talk about it. Like, do you want to do it again? Do you not? And and he did, and and obviously he did a heck of a job. Your thoughts on Gabe Madsen, early spark with his threes, then he hits the big one, like how important was okay, his leadership in selling the offense when they were making the run? I mean, that guy's had a lot of great experience. We threw that guy in the fire when he was a true – well, he went to Cincinnati as a true freshman, opted out after two games. So I always view him like his first year at Utah as a freshman, even though it's technically – and – Guy's been in these battles, and I remember him missing a couple, you know, shots early in his career when he was a freshman. He's been through the fire. He's made some big shots in his career here, um, but you know, that they, they, in that second half, they mixed up their defenses a lot more between man and uh, in their zone that they run and. Uh, we had a couple of not very good possessions there late where we just didn't execute. Um, but we had a couple of obviously really good ones, and that was a play that is a play for Gabe uh, against their zone, where we're just trying to kind of bait him and skip it across. And I actually thought he passed up a pretty clean look and he was going to try to turn the corner well then he was going right into bc our five that's where you know our five was and he went to the step back and uh he's pretty lethal lethal with that step back especially to to that hand but got us off to a great start that's what your veteran players got to do and he's been a part of this you know game now this is his third year doing it so he understands what it's like um but he's never played in that kind of environment in the huntsman center and that was uh that's what your vet's got to do. Gabe's a really good player. How valuable is this win to the program, but particularly one person, Brandon Carlson? You know, we, we, we had a little celebration in there, and that was a—I uh, don't talk a lot about individuals. Everything we do is a team, but obviously the players know. Everybody knows. I mean, how important it was to him, and uh, now you're going to get me emotional here. Um, I mean, that guy's a legendary Ute. He's uh, obviously he tested the waters last year, and there's a lot of stuff that goes out there on the recruiting front, behind the scenes. And um, he he uh, he had a lot. Of, he could have had a lot of options, but there was never a doubt what he wanted to do. He's a running Ute. This is a big part of why he came back. Part of why he came back, and he played like it tonight. I mean, he played like a fifth-year dude. Like, he played like an all-Pac-12 dude. He played like one of the best players in the country. His force, the ability to come back from his injury, you know, it's easy to kind of forget about that now. Showed a little rust. He got tired quicker because he hasn't done anything since the – really hasn't done anything since the Hawaii game and did a little bit of stuff yesterday. Um, It's what winners do. Dude's a winner, and he loves the University of Utah. He loves this place. Realistically, when did you know he was going to be able to go? Realistically, felt pretty good about it after practice yesterday from the limited stuff that he did. But obviously, he just had to get confirmation in the morning. But at the end of the day, I mean, the guy's leg would have to be dragging for him to to not play in this game, right? Uh, But you still got to go through your protocols. You got to be smart with what you're doing and practice and but, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think he would have to have a, you know, a doctor would have to tell him, like, no, you can't go. And he still might have tried. Coach, you use Jackson Robinson hit his average but was quiet from three? What did you contain him tonight? Well, they put a lot of pressure on you, right? I mean, when you're, when you're attempting forty threes, that, that's their goal from what I understand, like you hear on all the TV broadcasts. Um, he's a really good player, man. That guy can get her going. I mean, just against Evansville, they were up ten with I think a minute thirty-five to go, and they go into halftime. I believe it was up nineteen or twenty-one, and Jackson Robbins hit, hit a three when he thought, when they thought he was guarded, and then gets the and one, which we experienced five times tonight. Well, he made the and one one time, right, right in front of their bench. He's so long. And just, he's so smooth And his touch around the basket A couple of those finishes he had in that first half Oh my goodness, it's high level stuff I thought he started really exerting himself Late in the second half Where we, we They struggled to get anything going And then he kind of carried some momentum that way But obviously the scouting report is like You gotta be there on the touch You cannot waste like, you, you, you think you have him guarded, but because of his quick release and his length, he just shoots over people. So that was a big key to this game was, was him. And just you got to even get tighter than you think. You just got to try to make him put on the deck, even though he's good at that. He makes good decisions. I mean, he's shooting at such an elite level that, that you got to kind of pick your poison, so to speak. But you kind of got to do that with the whole team, right? Like, I mean, they can just get it going. And, and obviously we got a little overzealous. You know, I mean, we I don't think I've ever seen this in my life, but we were in our guys's, you-know-what the last two days. Like, we have to contest every shot because they're so lethal. So, obviously, we closed long on some of these shots, and now they're getting 15 free-throw attempts on threes, which was a problem, right? Um, But they're good, man. They put a lot of pressure on you. The last thing with that is... When they're dribble penetrating, they're setting all the screens. You just have to have great awareness to where you're at defensively, because it just feels like when you make a mistake, positionally, that's when they get open. All they need is a crack. Trevin Nell, Robinson, Down Hall's been shooting it very well this year. Uh, Richie drills the one in the, in, you know, right at the end, and you just know that stuff's going to happen in a rivalry game. How much does this game mean to a guy like Hunter Erickson, who's with the program and then comes to your program? Yeah, I mean, we, obviously, we talked about BC, and certainly we said something about Hunter, and, and, you know, and Jake Wallin and, and Birch, and guys that have been a part of this for a long time. These guys grow up doing it. Hunter's been a pro, man. I thought Hunter's been playing great. I mean, his game against Hawaii was the lead. I thought he played really well tonight. You know, he had the turnover late. You know, uh, maybe we should have put him in a different spot, but still, it is what it is. I thought he was aggressive, you know, got the four-point play. Um, I thought he had a huge play where he turned the corner on a set that we ran. Uh, He turned the corner and got to the, you know, finished it when they were kind of in a little bit of a run and we couldn't score. And that kind of got our momentum back with a mid-pick and roll. But it means a lot to those guys. I mean, his mom... You know, it gets pretty emotional and personal and just kind of walking around afterwards, just the huge bear hug from mom. You know, uh, it was pretty cool. But it's extra special for those guys, no doubt about it. Two more? Do you feel like your length created a lot of mismatches for, for you all your time? Um... Yeah, it works both ways, right? They were trying to manipulate some things, no question about it. And they were trying to pick on a few of our guys. I'm not going to name names. But at the end of the day, when you have size like we have, I mean, what are we? We're either the biggest team in the country height-wise or second biggest. So it matters. Like, you feel it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, at my last school, we were always top two. In the, my last two years, we were one of the two biggest teams in the country. And you feel that length and size right because when you get to the rim you still got to score over us and when you're closing out and you carry a hand uh, which we got a lot better at this week they feel that and so it, it definitely matters and it's certainly the big guys but it's also our perimeter guys I mean we're we got good size up and down our lineup one more no more I kind of tested on this earlier about me take me through the last two minutes of the games kind of kind of crazy you talked about a little bit of execution stuff what 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 went wrong and how can you clean that up Well, um, you know, it was either – I thought there were two really bad possessions on our behalf, right? The first one, um, they were in the zone, and we were running what we were supposed to run. But our guys – I think our guys thought we were just kind of milking the clock. And so we weren't even looking, like, to attack, and we we weren't necessarily in that. Now, at the end of the day, we had a lead, and we, you know, we shortened the game in a big-time way. So it wasn't all bad. But, you know, we ended up shooting a – you know, a 25 footer, uh, and don't hit the rim. Right. So at least it didn't leave the transition. Uh, if you want to look on the good side and then, and then I think it was the next possession or two possessions later there and man, and we ran the play that we had just scored on. And, um, you know, uh, it's hard. You know, they basically ran two to the ball. We ran it for Hunter. Hunter got the layup on that, and he missed the layup on the same play. So we, we felt good about that play. Cable was actually wide open. But listen, when you're out there playing, you don't see everything, right? And um, and we just missed it. It is what it is. So we skipped it, took a long one late. Uh, but then we did execute, right, uh, in that last possession when we were still up four and executed it perfectly for Gabe to hit that three, Uh, At that time, but then when you flip it on the other end, now you're up seven and um, you know, I mean, Kaba closed hard to to number 50. Right. And um, Khalifa and he's a kind of a standstill. Right. He's not moving. You know, you guys have seen how Kaba can close I mean, a couple of his blocks tonight. Are you kidding me? So it's a hard one. He kind of he kind of shot it. He kind of quick shot it because he knew Kaba was closing hard. And it kind of started falling down, and so like I don't know, it's a t- it's a tough play, it's a bang bang play. So officials have a hard, it's a hard job. Makes two out of the three, right? They call timeout. We knew they're going to press, so we set up our press. You know, one thing we we've been very good against presses this year. We've torn presses up, like we have. Like first time they press, what we get? Hunter got a layup. We've been very good against presses. It's easy to get a little more conservative. And the problem was we cut the ball too flat to the baseline. It's easy to trap. It's easy to deny a reversal. You know, we had two timeouts left. That's the last thing we said in the timeout. Hey, we got two timeouts. Any trouble? Call the timeout, right? We're still up. Um, five, I think it was, right? So, but that's what happens. We tried to split it, right? Whenever Saunders gets it, Rise up, whap. You know, it's just all good. Now it's two. And um, and we kind of had that empty possession there late, um, but our guys did a great job on that last possession executing, too. And, they, you know, there was another possession defensively. They called timeout, ran a quick hitter that we hadn't seen yet. We call, it's kind of a cowboy misdirection. Raleigh, who can sniff out anything, fouls Hall, right? And, and then he does what he does. But we'll clean that stuff up. I thought we did some really good things. But obviously it's just some, some things that you just can't afford to do, right, in that kind of scenario.